Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And for the person who embraces the brutality and can see the benefits that, on, are, that are on the other side, the level of perseverance that is cultivated that translates into other parts of life is mind-boggling. They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock, taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menswar. Oh, yeah. What's happening? Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. We are back. Back again. It is so exciting to have you with us. It is Thoughts That Rock. It's the podcast that is about sharing three pieces of advice, and it could be around anything, really. This one's going to be a pretty interesting topic, but, you know, we're trying to pick topics uh, around challenges or issues that people might be dealing with. This one, I'm not so sure it's an issue, but it certainly is fascinating to include in your life, right? Yeah. We're going to talk about how to use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in life. What? And um, <laughs> which I both of us find hysterical because... As you can tell, we are we are not practitioners practitioners of anything healthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's right. Jujitsu. I did just find out that Five Guys has a grilled cheese burger. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. Grilled cheese uh, pieces of toast that in a burger in the middle. Like that's the opposite of really talking how about how we Brazilian can help people. people. Yeah, but uh, how to use a grilled cheese cheeseburger. But I do know that's what we're doing for lunch now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for that. So who who did we find for this? Why this sounds like a reverse bucket list. Like I don't know that I needed yeah. it, but now I feel like I have to go take a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class. So this is a crazy story. One of our best friends, uh Jim Trick is uh hugely successful life coach uh up in Marblehead, Massachusetts. Um, speaker, author, uh, wrote, uh, co-wrote a book with, with Jim, uh, right here, uh, rock and roll with it. Yeah. You right did there. Yes, I did. And, um, so Jim used to be morbidly obese, like 400 plus, I think 430 pounds at his heaviest mm-hmm. and, um, made some life changes to get his life back in order. Lost over 200 pounds twice, believe it or not. But mm-hmm. the second time, the one that stuck uh, uh, he attributes to a couple of things, but one of them being that he started doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, and as you can imagine, as a as a, a large human being, uh, thinking of rolling around and, and on the mat and doing these things, it's tough. It's really yeah. tough when you're that big. Um, but he stuck with it, and here we are now. He runs something called My White Belt um, on Instagram that has become 
incredibly popular in a very short period of time, Mm -hmm. uh, which sort of has moved into a podcast now. And he has this incredible platform based around my white belt, which talks about the struggles of being a white belt in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and how to stick with it and how to do all these things um, to, to stay healthy, right? How does he kept all this weight off for that long? And so we talked about how he uses the principles that he learned in Brazilian jiu-jitsu just in his everyday life. And uh, what he had to say was just honestly uh, fascinating. Yeah. And um, we had three great points that we loved. We're just honestly, we are incredibly proud of him for for sticking to this, staying healthy, um, but but more importantly, for willing to share uh, with all of us what he has learned. Uh, he's one of the most inspirational people we know, and interesting people we know. Yeah, the singer, songwriter, <laughs> you name it. He he does a little bit of everything and uh, does it all uh, just fantastically well. Um, we uh, days want to be him, and days want to um, punch him in the punch face. him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> so it just depends. That's how everybody feels about Jim Trek. We love him. Yeah. It was such a great conversation. I, honestly, you guys are gonna love it. Yeah, check, check this out. out. Normally, when Jim Trick and I are staring at each other, we greet each other with inappropriate language and body movement. Um, but there are not we... enough beeps and sense. <laughs> there are not enough kaboings or beeps to deal with what would normally happen in this actual in this actual moment. Decades worth of of love shared between us. Um, Shenanigans. Today, we are talking to him. Uh, first of all, let's just say this. The fact that we're talking to you about Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I, I wish I were flexible enough to kick myself in my own ass because I didn't. And I, I am now. I, I, yes, <laughs> that's yes. Irony. Out of the that's, three of us. That's why I, I actually can kick myself in my own ass, and it's not because my ass is the size of Baton Rouge, Louisiana anymore. It's because I'm actually flexible. <laughs> Yes, well, my ass was once the size of Baton Rouge. They did a scale model. It was <laughs> some kid asked to do it for a book report. He got an F. Keep going. Where were uh, we? What? I was going to say more here? Mobile, Alabama, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, we're going to ask you about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I, I have to tell you that I have one problem with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu always. What is it? Yeah. In that, and that's that it, it's the a way it's spelled. It's abbreviation is BJJ, and I can't get over it. I'm sorry. You'll be you'll be fine. We base for people who don't know what Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is. It's basically like karate, but we're hairless from the waist down. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> we just confused a generation of people yeah. looking to learn what that is. So listen, we're just. <laughs> We're just going to jump right in, right? Because yeah. we've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Um, today's today's topic is all about how to use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life. Before we go anywhere. Yeah. It's so funny that we're talking to Jim Trick about this. Yeah. Because the guy's multi-talented. Yeah. You guys have known each other. You've got such great, awesome musical backgrounds in addition to other things. Yeah. This is the topic we decided for Jim. Well, listen, yeah. he's got an incredibly uh, successful life coaching practice. Yep. He is, uh, you know, an incredibly well-known singer-songwriter, yep. accomplished folk artist. You know, like the, the dude is, his resume is ridiculous. Please, um, no, please. Keep going. But, Finish your but, this, but this is the only thing he's been <laughs> successful at? Listen, <laughs> true. True story. This is ridiculous. That's actually, that's actually, it's actually really funny because like, so yeah, I've done, I've done, you know, listen, 
we both tried, we've done the music thing and we reached a level of success with music that, and I say we meaning like the three of us have all mm-hmm. done music at a, mm-hmm. at, a, at a level that most people would look at and go, man, I wish that I had toured and gone around the world and had done these mm-hmm. things and had played these places. Yeah, we did that stuff. And then, but it never like got huge. And then, you know, the life coaching speaking thing done some gotten to go to some pretty cool places and mm-hmm. have gotten to have like a pretty big impact on people's lives but for me the thing that ignited and it ignited this year kind of out of the blue is that for me the impact of practicing brazilian jiu-jitsu on my life has led to impacting people all over the world it's amazing and i'm as surprised as anybody else is so, yeah. uh, do do you do you think that most people even know what Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is? No. Is it worth? I think it's karate, but about? hairless from the waist down. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I, what I would say uh, for some is that they would. I, I think a lot of people know that it's uh, like maybe in the Olympics, um, uh, or they know, or the, or that's what. But I'm saying this is what they think, or or oh, that is. It. Or it's UFC, right? So they know sort of maybe they've heard of one of the Gracie family, um, but they probably have no idea. The answer is no, Brant. No. Jim, the answer is no. (laughs) No one knows what BJJ is. (laughs) Okay. So BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is also known as Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, which is also now modern days is pretty much just known as Jiu-Jitsu, is a martial art that is focused on grappling and ground fighting. And unlike... Karate, Taekwondo, Capoeira, Aikido, and a host of other martial arts that we would classify as theoretical martial arts, meaning that there's no, there's no meaningful contact that happens during training. You're punching and kicking pads, the air, a bag, or you might be kind of kicking for points somebody who's wearing an armor of foam rubber. Jiu-jitsu is unique in that it is trained, it's trained full contact. And everything that happens, if you have ever watched a UFC match, everything that happens on the ground is jiu-jitsu. Or like Sambo, which is basically jujitsu in Russia. And so the the distinguishing characteristic of jujitsu is that it is it is trained full it is trained full contact all the time. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the things so in terms of like street lethal martial arts that are actually going to protect you in an actual altercation, we would say Boxing, which most people are familiar with boxing. Mm-hmm. Muay Thai, which is Thai boxing, which is basically kickboxing in Thailand, which is brutal and deadly. And then the um, the art and practice of fighting while you are on the ground, which is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Gotcha. Is that helpful at all? Yeah. Totally. It is. And so this explains a lot because when we were at, Dave and Jesse's wedding. I do remember a time afterwards (laughs) at the reception, we could not find Jim Trick. And he was in a side building grappling with some guy, rolling around in whatever clothes he had on, drenched in sweat. And I just thought, I thought you were going through a phase, brother, to be honest with you. I did not know that this was going to become 
a, a lifestyle for you. So the level of human Congrats. connection that happens between two people doing jujitsu is only rivaled by what happens on a wedding night yes. between yes. two this young lovers. This is true. All I remember hearing is somebody whispered, he's going to ruin his nice suit. Yes. <laughs> he's yeah. going to ruin this his is, nice suit. That was probably my girlfriend at the time, this I'm sure. incredibly true. So I'm sure uh, you know part of the reason that we're here and you're so gracious for being a guest is that there's actually some practicality for people that are listening who, let's say, number one, thank you for the definition. They may not have even known what jiu-jitsu is, but there are some life applications to it. And so we're going to open the floor up to you, brother. What's up? What is your first thought that rocks on how to use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in life? Yeah, I think, first of all, I love the question. I think it's a great question. And while it's really easy to make jokes about you know, I mean, it's funny, and there's a there's definitely, and and even in the jujitsu community, there's so many memes that go around that are are really funny, mm-hmm. and most people, anybody that has trained jujitsu, let's say anybody who's sort of gotten past the six month period of training a couple times a week, and they've really, in order to get six months in and not quit, it requires this attribute. That, that is my first point, and it's about cultivating perseverance. Mm. The level of, um, I mean, there's a high level of attrition with jujitsu. A lot of people will come, they'll do two classes, they'll say, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. I can't believe how great this is. And then you never see them again <laughs> because it's, it's, um, it's brutal. And for the person who embraces the brutality and can see the benefits that on are that are on the other side the level of perseverance that is cultivated that translates into other parts of life is mind-boggling and you know in my in my own life i would say you know my backstory and you might have mentioned it in the in the bio is is that I was once 430 pounds at my mm-hmm. all-time heaviest. And so any kind of exercise or athletic activity for me, nothing ever stuck. I worked out with a trainer for a while. I've had gym memberships. I've done this, that, and the other thing. But jujitsu has like has has sparked a part of my soul that I never not to be melodramatic but mm-hmm. that I never even really knew existed. I mean, you guys know me well enough to know that for me to classify myself as an athlete <laughs> is, you know, ask me 5 years ago if I'm ever going to use that word, right? right? Especially in the presence of you two weirdos, right? But so the the first point is perseverance and as you know, I can talk and talk and talk and talk, so I'm going to take a breath and see if you have any follow-ups from that. No, I, listen, I, I think I think it's um you're living the example of perseverance, right? And so for me, uh the fact that you have stuck with this knowing, knowing you as well as I know you and knowing that sort of what you've been through, um, says everything about how much it actually means to you. Right. And so I think the level of perseverance, uh, is sort of incongruent with how much you love or have passion for the thing that you are doing. Right. And what's interesting to me is that's, 
it's not ever really wavered for you like maybe some other things have. You know, we, we go on a run and uh, we play a bunch of gigs uh, and and all of a sudden we get really excited again. We get jazzed up and we're like, ah, oh, we're going to go do this. We're going to go play two months, three months worth of touring. And then it's like, okay, yeah, maybe life happens, something happens, and we sort of push it out. This is something that you've been really consistent with. And and I think that um, perseverance and consistency aren't always things that go together. No, that's for sure. And it's also interesting to note that if I have a couple of, ba- if, you know, when I was playing a lot, when I was tour- when I was doing a lot of gigs, if I had a couple bad gigs, I would be like shut down Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't want to pick up my guitar i wouldn't want to write i'd be just like yeah i would be on an extended hiatus whereas if i have a bad class yeah if i have a bad role that's our what we call sparring or fighting is rolling if i have a bad role or a bad class i am like the next morning i'm there earlier yeah right and i'm and I'm pushing and pushing. Or, or you and, go back for two days, right? I mean, I've known you to go twice in a day. So yeah, it's I, like... Today. <laughs> yes, yesterday, I trained in the morning. I taught last night. I trained this morning. And I will teach beginner adults tonight. Wow. Yeah. I love it, you know? Yeah. And it's like... And it's... And um, yeah, so it, it's really... To, to, to your point, this does feel wildly different than other things that I've done. And I still love those other things and I'll sure. still, mm-hmm. you know, write songs and play shows and do and do all those other things. But this is um it's really interesting. I I think part of it has to do with unlike right like so you can you could be the greatest guitar player, singer, songwriter in the world and maybe never get anywhere right in music. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas with jujitsu if you work at it Anybody that that signs up to train jujitsu and devotes themselves to it, no matter how slowly it happens, you will build a game. Your perseverance mm-hmm. will pay off in your progress, yeah. and you will your mind will be blown with what you're able to do. I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling like you know, cops, yeah. police officers that. Are white belts, yeah. right? And they're fit. Or mm-hmm. CrossFit guys come in yep. to do jujitsu, and they gas out, and they, and they get triangled. And I yeah. hope none of them are listening because you know, <laughs> they're going to try twice as hard to kick my butt. But yeah. So, yeah. you've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast. To learn from the world's experts, join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For those of us that are uh, not into geometry, 
what the hell does any of what you just said actually mean? What does triangled mean? It's like, what do you Oh, mean? triangle choke. Like, yeah. Like, what is happening? You can Google jujitsu hey, triangle choke, uh, but basically it's, it's, I would Pentagon have. Pentagon gym last night. I would have my, I would have my, both of my legs wrapped around your neck and one of your arms in your shoulder. And it's, it's a choke. It's a, a choke. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's basically choking somebody with your legs. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. Go slang for triangle. <laughs> we will not be trying that later today. That's right. That's Come on. I want video of you guys doing a triangle. <laughs> All right. Now we may do it. I pulled a muscle triangling Jim last night. I think I pulled um, a muscle thinking about a triangle. You know, unless I guess if you were born um, a savant, like you had just absolute natural God-given talent that you could do something that people thought, geez, it takes me decades to learn. Most people know that they've got to repeat something over and over and over. And we talk about this all the time in anything that we've done from a performance standpoint, for sure, but anything skill building, which by the way, is the reason I'm so, you know, I'm so frustrated with myself that the two things a lot of people will say, I wish I would have learned how to play a musical instrument because I could fake my way through it in college. But to become proficient like you and, and Jim are on guitar, it, all it takes is for you to get out there and practice versus, like you said, the, the kids that will take jujitsu or even karate. I took karate four or five classes and then I bailed. I would love to have spoken a foreign language that requires practice. And so. I think you're making a great point that if you can cultivate that perseverance, and I'm assuming, I'm going to throw this back over to you, that you take anything in life that requires that skill building, and you know for a fact you're living this lifestyle that if, in fact, you do it over and over, you're going to get better at it. What can somebody who's listening right now sort of glean from that if they go, yeah, I'm not going to learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but knowing the art of it or knowing somebody who's gotten great at it, how can I apply that to my life? Well, I think there's, I think that maybe one of the biggest lessons that a person can take from the perseverance piece of this is the practice of being patient with yourself. Now, Brant, I know this is a hard one for you. Yeah, this is. is a hard one for me, Jim. Night, I'm okay. Night, I'm night, good. My, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but it's this idea of like so many of us have an inner voice where we talk to ourselves in a way that we would never use to talk to anybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. And so in the cultivation of perseverance, there's a reprogramming of self-talk that is required. It's required because take a, take a triangle choke, for example, right? Like, so that actually is, it's simultaneously basic and advanced. The thing that we say in jujitsu is that advanced jujitsu is basic jujitsu done over and over and over and over mm. again. Mm. And so it's in that space where you say to yourself, I have tried to land this choke a hundred times in the last month. Right. And on the hundred and first attempt, yeah. I got it. I yeah. made the adjustments. And so the, the, the path to perseverance is not cracking a whip on yourself and mm -hmm. calling yourself stupid, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the path to perseverance is about cultivating also, it, as you cultivate perseverance, you are cultivating a sense of, a sense of self that says, again, 
Yeah. Again, we're just going to do this again. Yeah. And we even say it, we say it to brand new white belts. We'll say to them, listen, you only have to do this 10,000 times before it makes sense. <laughs> right. We even go so far as to tell new white belts for your first six months of training, don't even worry about remembering anything. Yeah. Literally just show up. We're yeah. not going to, if you ask me how to do like a five point arm bar is one of the first things that we teach and drill. If you ask me 500 times to explain the arm bar to you, I'm not going to get frustrated because I get it. It's confusing. Right. right. So, yeah. Right. So we start with perseverance. What, um, what is this second thought that rocks with regards to using Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life? So this is where it's going to get a little, a little weird, maybe for some of your listeners. So Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is... Uh, first and foremost, and first and foremost, it is a it is a martial art that is defined for that is designed for defense, mm -hmm. built with the idea that a smaller person would be able to de to defeat a larger, stronger opponent using leverage and technique, and and it's also a sport. Right, so it's all there's a sport aspect to it, but it was primarily developed by the Gracie family as as a tool that would actually work in a self defense situation. And so, and like I said, it's it's what the UFC was actually founded on by the Gracie family, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Right. When they came to America in the late seventies and early eighties, they they opened these schools in California where they would have they would say to and they got this reputation and they would say to any other style of martial art, whatever you want, come down to our school, fight our students. Yeah. And there are all of these videos of hmm. karate experts and Kung Fu experts and judo experts coming to Gracie schools. And they have like these old wobbly VCR, you know, yeah. VHS recordings of them saying like, literally pick anybody. And they would fight and just one by one over and over and over again. No one could deal with what the Gracies were putting out in terms of what jujitsu was capable of doing. Yeah. So, I, so I tell you all of that to set up this next piece, which is the self-defense aspect. And if you've ever been curious about actual self-defense that actually works situational awareness situational awareness is at the heart of personal protection and i don't care if you are somebody who has a black belt in taekwondo or even a black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu at the heart of self-defense are what I call the, the three S's. And this is not an original thought. I didn't make this up. But we say, don't go to stupid places with stupid people to do stupid things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the only way to avoid going to stupid places with stupid people to do stupid things is to have a heightened sense of situational awareness. When you A, a devotion to Brazilian jiu-jitsu makes you aware of your surroundings because for hours and hours a week you are thinking about how humans respond to adversity mm. and 
And the beautiful thing about situational awareness is, listen, it's not just a self-defense thing, but imagine like you were talking about, I think last week you did an episode on networking and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Situational awareness as applied to how you show up in a room for like a net for a networking meeting, Mm -hmm. you're in a room and you're a realtor in a sea of realtors. Mm-hmm. And part of your work is to decide how you're going to show up in that room and mm-hmm. to be aware of how others are showing up. Yeah. So it's not only for personal protection, but the the concept of situational awareness also works when you're thinking about professional advancement. In fact, I, yeah. I think it might be I think it might be at the, at the heart of everything that's good about moving a professional in the direction that they want to go. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We had, you know, recently a, a guest on talking about connection and, and networking events. And one of the things that she, one of her three thoughts were, was be curious. And I think that being curious actually works really well with situational awareness. If you're not curious, you're never going to be aware of what's happening. If you're just oblivious to everything in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny, you know, I, I look at it in one way where, you know, now I'll never sit in a restaurant with my back to the door. Mm. I just never do. I, you know, and that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's whether that's something I picked up from a bond movie or a whatever, Jason you know Bourne. what I mean? <laughs> you know, I think we actually, Jim, actually, I think you and I interviewed that CIA guy that, that maybe that's where that's that right. Paul Redmond. Yeah. That's right. Yes. And so it, former head of counterintelligence for the CIA <laughs> during the cold yes, war. Now yes. he sits wearing like dirty, like Dickies work pants at our local <laughs> diner and tells spy stories. He's the best, but that guy, that guy isn't sitting in the front of a restaurant. No, he's, he How has the, the awareness. That's right. Of everything going on in front of him. And that to me, it really stuck out to me that no matter where I go and eat at a restaurant now, I'm always facing the entry door so I can see when people come and go. And it's, yeah. it's, it's just, I actually am at the point where I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. if I'm, if my back is to the door now, because I yeah. feel like uh, I don't feel safe for, for as stupid as that sounds, it could be in a, you know, some fancy restaurant somewhere. I still don't feel safe with my back yeah. to the door, but no, I, it's, a, I, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real I thing. I think that the situational awareness part of, uh, of the focus, because it, what I have noticed in sort of, you know, so, you know, I followed, uh, sort of your meteoric rise on, the, yeah, in, know. on Instagram, uh, with, with your page and sort of, watching and reading what you post and and the one thing that i've noticed especially with brazilian jiu-jitsu is if if you lose focus for half a second it it can be over it, it, yeah. so quickly it could be right. over um and really get yourself in a dangerous spot um how do you balance that situation the situational awareness um with you know not not going so focused that you that you lose track of, of everything around you? Well, it's a killer question, and I'll, and I'll go back to the Paul Redman interview that we did. And so just to put a finer point on it, we got access to a guy named Paul Redmond, who was the head of counterintelligence for CIA during the Cold War. And he, one of the things he talked about 
uh, with us is intuition, right? And he says, you know, people talk about having intuition, and you know, you see these these spy movies like Jason Bourne is able to like you know block a knife coming at him, and he's like, that stuff's all all cool and whatever. He said, but intuition is really just the result of training. And he would say that his spies were so good at what they did because their training was so extensive. And, and so with Brazilian jiu-jitsu, that, that idea of I have done this a thousand times, as silly as it sounds, it really is that scene in Karate Kid where Daniel-san has waxed and he has sanded and he has painted, <laughs> yes. and then Miyagi starts throwing punches at yeah. him. And yeah. at that point, he is just—he is so well trained yes. that it—it's all just reaction. And so, yeah. and listen, just for the sake of clarity, I'm not great at jujitsu. I love jujitsu. I love it so much, and I train really hard, and I give it my all. And me up against a drunk idiot at a bar, I'm going to be fine, you know? Right. Yes. Um, me up against a typical untrained person, I feel very confident that I can hold my own in an altercation. But I don't want to pretend like I have those cat-like reflexes. But... I think that if you really have done your work and paid your dues, that it does not feel the practice of situational awareness stops feeling oppressive because you have put in the hours and now your intuition, like Paul Redmond would say, is just a function of your, of your training. Yeah. It's a function of the fact that, you know, I know, I know that if I'm going to get in a fight with somebody, I'm not going to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe throwing punches. I'm going to immediately get to their back, mm -hmm. and I'm basically going to be bear-hugging them, bringing them to the ground, and controlling their hips, mm -hmm. which most people aren't thinking that that's what's going to happen. You yeah. know, uh, I, want to, I want to get low. I want to get behind. I want to watch elbows. I want to control the hips, and I want to bring the person to the ground. Jiu-jitsu literally translates the gentle art because for as brutal as jiu-jitsu is, it really is about bringing an opponent to the ground and then you have a choice. If it's like some drunk, and you can ask any of our black belts, any of our brown belts, they'll say, I'll ask the question, what would you do if somebody like walked up to you in a bar and they pushed you in the chest? And they, the answer is always, oh, nothing. I'm not going to do anything. Some drunk guy pushes me in the chest. I'm just going to say, I know you're having a, I know you're having a bad night. You know, it's cool. We're cool. Let me buy you. Let me buy you a beer. You know, um, and then if it gets more aggressive, and again, it just depends on the situation. If it's somebody's really out to hurt you, or somebody's out to hurt your family, or something, then mm -hmm. it becomes a different matter. Mm -hmm. But jujitsu gives you such a spectrum of the damage that you that you can do yeah uh and even even if you choke somebody out they're gonna wake up a couple seconds later it's just so that you can you know. that's what i always say <laughs> yes get him in the trunk fast <laughs> yes <laughs> and don't you know only use one layer of duct tape on the trash <laughs> bag because then the, right. the judge will think that you weren't that dangerous
We get wasted that, all that money on chloroform. Get that boot closed. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the thoughts that rock just... The we just went to a dark rock, rock Extremely dark edition. We're waiting for our Netflix special. You know what I'm thinking about while Jim's talking? What? He's going to be awesome to be invited into the inner circle when the war breaks out. Like, we need him <laughs> around <laughs> to help well. protect. I, I think, you know, it's funny because situational awareness we're talking about the practicality especially for a lot of our listeners like even i know we're talking a little bit about life and death and there are some things to protect yourself but you made another great point about how this can help you in business and i think we've shared this before on other episodes about this this idea of situational awareness really helps out people that are in an industry where yeah, protection like a policeman being very aware is helpful. But even in my world, when I was a school teacher, it was very important to see what was going on and what was happening at any given moment, whether I needed to address something, whether I needed to spend on a dime. Actually, the three of us, this is probably what we do as speakers. When you're so, when your awareness is so heightened on temperature, who's talking in the room, what's your next bullet point, what's your next slide, are you over on time, do I need to address something, is somebody about to throw a question and I'm prepared or not prepared, like all of that stuff makes us a lot better. I'm assuming though with with this mentality, I know you've got a third thought here, but really quickly, for people that are listening, again, that are not going to take up Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but they can listen to you and go... I can use that in my my personal and professional life. What's a what, what's a one real practical tactical element, and then give us your third thought here. Yeah, I think the 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 practical the practical tactical piece that underlines everything is personal responsibility. Which mm. we and without like preaching too much of a sermon, we kind of live in a culture where. You know, a lot of people would love to be able to outsource personal responsibility and not be held accountable for their words and actions. It's why internet trolls exist, for example. Mm -hmm. But um, we, one of I think uh, I think Brant earlier you used the term you know in a places where you feel safe or mm -hmm. things that you can do to feel safe. And so I would I would just make the point that safe really is not a feeling, and whether it's you know. Brazilian jiu-jitsu or training, uh, boxing, or some kind of actual non-theoretical effective martial art for to take responsible for your personal protection. That's what jiu-jitsu is in a million ways for me. And then the idea of personal responsibility is the heart of everything that we're going, that we're anything that you're going to do meaningfully in life, if you're going to do it, mm -hmm. you're going to be responsible for it. So just here's a quick, just a quick illustration of that. I'm at a bar or a restaurant and some drunk guy starts hitting his girlfriend. It's an awful thought. Nobody, nobody wants to think about that. That's and yet that's so low on the scale of what with the kinds of things that we see happen in the news, right? Sure. So I'm in a restaurant, drunk guy starts hitting girlfriend. How long is that guy going to hit his girlfriend in between the 911 call being made mm -hmm. and the police showing up? Mm -hmm. 
if I'm there, there's a very high likelihood that I'm going to intervene and I'm trained and not to be a hero. And you also have to be really careful because you don't know if he has a gun. You don't know if he has a knife. And you've got to be, truth be told, you just have to be really careful. So this is more of an illustration than anything else. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that personal responsibility, I am responsible. I, I have a personal responsibility for my own protection and the protection of the people that I love, right? That woman actually has, it's probably not her, whatever's happening to her is not her fault. But uh, I think that, you know, if I had, if I had daughters, jujitsu, the whole gamut of personal protection would be a, a non-negotiable in our family. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if this is, I don't want to get too, too off. So I just want to, if I don't know if this is making sense or not, but I think my point is, my primary point is this. People are responsible for their own protection. And anything that a person is going to accomplish in life, you can either blame your boss, you can either blame your coworkers, you can either blame your circumstances and blame management, or you can show up to work every day fully responsible and owning your place in the success of your organization. Or if you're trying to build something on your own, you know, the way, Jim, you have built your, you have built your powerful work around culture, uh, Brant, everything that you do with Black Sheep Values, the things that I've done and that I'm doing around jiu-jitsu now, we take responsibility for what we do. And as we encounter opposition, we don't just give up. We don't blame other people. We find solutions and we and we keep we keep going. So mm-hmm. I, I love it. I, did I did I answer your question, Jim? That was yeah, yeah, kind of absolutely, like totally. Okay. And if not, we can just edit it. Well, I'm just going to go. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to touch on the, out, yeah. as we're close as we sort of close up here. I'm going to go through these three things real quick. Number one um, is perseverance, right? So using Brazilian jiu-jitsu in, in in real life, it's it's about an enduring perseverance and knowing that it is actually a practice, right? It's something that you are going to continue on your entire life. It's not something that you just learn and walk away from. Um, secondly is really about situational awareness, right? Knowing, uh, your surroundings, knowing where you are feeling confident that you can do that. Um, so many applications in real life of, of being situationally aware, knowing what words to say in the right moment, knowing when to reach out and, and give somebody a hug, knowing when to, to make that connection that you have to make, um, or when to walk away and leave it alone and not try to, you know, uh, uh, stoke the flames of something that needs to die down a little bit. I hear a Kenny Rogers song in there. But Do go you? Ahead. And then finally, finally, um, this idea of personal responsibility, right? I think it's a great, yeah. it's a great button, uh, 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 on the end of this, which is really about, Personal responsibility is personal responsibility. You're responsible to do it, just like you're responsible to decide if you're going to get up and, and go roll in the morning and, and, uh, or, or decide to instead pull through the McDonald's drive through and, and get your uh, Egg McMuffins, right? So like right. That's, that's on one side and just the same in, in real life. Uh, people showing up to work every day, it's personal responsibility. If you want that promotion, if you want to get – get to that next level, you got to take the uh, personal responsibility to put in the work. Um, yeah. Or maybe it's in the, the, your relationship or maybe it's in, uh, you know, with your family. It's, it's understanding that it's, that you have the ability to change what's possible if you accept that personal responsibility. So hashtag uh, change what's possible. Right. I love it. <laughs> I love it all. Listen, you know, we love you. How can people stay in touch with all things Jim trick these days? 
Yeah, so you can certainly you can follow if you're if you're curious about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I would recommend that you go to at my white belt on Instagram or mywhitebelt.com. If you wanna if you're more curious about me as a coach, then it's gymtrick.com. But I would just put a tag on this that says, you know, if you if you're somebody who has considered training a martial art reach out to me on on my on at my white belt on instagram and let's find you a school near where you live where you can just go do a trial class that's awesome it's ridiculously fun it's uh it's fun it's hard it's challenging it's good for you if you're the fat dad who's like laying on the couch and you've kind of given up on life and your back hurts listen you'd rather have your back hurt from training jujitsu than from laying on the couch or maybe you're a single mom and you've got boys and you're trying to figure out how you're going to model strength and danger or little girls in in their in their lives it, it's for everybody and it's it's had a life changing effect on me, and I just mm. want everyone everywhere to at least at least try it. it. We will obviously have all of those links and probably a few more in the show notes. So we highly encourage you once again to go check those out, and also just Jim's bio. It's uh, he's had an amazing journey, and we've been thankful to be a part of it in his life. And we we just love you, brother man. Th- thank I love you, you so both. much. Yeah, this is so fun, and like literally. How long could we go right now? We could have a season of <laughs> yes. just We could literally this. do hours right now. We could. Truth. Pick a topic. Yeah. We'd all get canceled. <laughs> That's right. And we're going to cancel this episode right now. Bye-bye. Good night, Shirley. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah, and listen, we know how busy you are. And grabbing those little nuggets of wisdom that can amp up your life are super hard to come by. So we hope this episode helped you enough for you to maybe subscribe and consider leaving us a rating and a review so that we can continue to grow the show. Thus That Rock is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and also supports Cannonball Kids Cancer and their fight for finding and funding treatment options for kids who have run out of options. They're amazing. Their work is incredible. To learn more, please go to cannonballkidscancer.org. Finally, if you're interested in having Brant or Jim or both of us speak at your event, whether as a virtual webinar or an in-person conference keynote or mastermind, contact us directly at thoughtsetrock.com. Until next time, rock Rock on. on! Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, your gateway to a new dimension of wellness. Featuring discussions with world-renowned experts, pioneers, champions, and professionals. Experience high-end production, sophistication, and easily applicable tips and tricks for everyday life. Your journey to wellness, it starts here and it starts now. Tune in to the Wellness Driven Life Show and become a part of the evolution of Driven Living.